Hello, everybody, and welcome to Taiwan Talk, where we chat with people from all walks of life about the world and our lovely little island of Taiwan. I'm your host, Trevor Tordomasi, and for this episode, I'm speaking with Liam Fanning, who is organizing the upcoming fourth installment of Taipei Shorts, a series of short plays to celebrate English language theater in Taiwan. Hi, I'm Liam Fanning. I'm an actor, improviser, director, and the creative director of Taipei Shorts 4, which will be uh, up in January of 2022. All right, awesome. Uh, I am excited for Taipei Shorts. Um, I once was involved in Taipei Shorts, once yes. upon a time, a few years ago, uh, but now I am watching from far. They've got these awesome shows. Liam, can you tell me what we can expect from Taipei Shorts. What is it? What's coming up? Sure. So Taipei Shorts is a uh, project that was started in 2019 at the Red Room by my predecessor, John Brownlee. Um, it's a bunch of different, the number varies from production to production. It's usually about six shows per production, or we did 12 at one point um, in two weekends. And they get produced and uh, put up on the stage. So they're uh, submitted by people here in Taiwan. Mm -hmm. uh, they're written here. They're directed by people here. They're acting by people here and they're put up so that we can unite around this uh, shared goal of just doing theater. Yeah, getting more people to see theater in English. There's also a value of, you know, Taiwan learning more English, being an um, English-speaking nation by 2030 and right. other, other ways to get people to practice their listening skills. Definitely. Um, and uh, so how, how long did you say it's going for? So this is the fourth production. The first one started in 2019. So Taipei uh, Shorts IV. IV, yeah, number four. four okay. Taipei Shorts has been going since 2019. Mm -hmm. The first production was done at the previous location of the Red Room, and it was uh, creatively directed or produced by John Brownlee, my predecessor. There were two after that, which are both at Furen University, mm -hmm. um, which, one of which you were part of. I just think that it's really cool how it continually evolves, and the, the goal of the show is to just give actors, directors, producers, artists of various kinds. We have a lighting designer, a sound designer who also comes in. Uh, just to give them the liberty to do what you know what we want to do our, our pursue our artistic vision um, and it's also like you were saying it's a great opportunity for people to experience uh, English language theater we do a little bit of bilingualism we've had a series of plays that were in Mandarin and they were subtitled in English um, which is awesome and I think moving forward that would be a really cool thing to integrate with the local community maybe even include um, non-Mandarin languages of Taiwan like Hakka, Hokkien or indigenous languages or maybe even um, there was a play in Taiwanese Right. It was a poem that was read by a foreigner. So it was yeah. kind of like a cool like ode to the Taiwanese language. So so the, the theatrical styles and genres that you guys present with Taipei Shorts are... Um it's a, it's, a, it's a huge variety. I've seen some like very quick, fast-paced dialogue, um, some heated arguments, some, some slow, sensitive moments. And I've also seen some like one-man show poems, and I've seen some interpretive dance. Do you try to stick to a sort of balance, or how do you decide like what kind of feeling you're going, what the, how the roller coaster of the Taipei Shorts is going to be? Um, we get submissions from the writer, so we have to choose from the pool that we've gotten. So if somebody feels inspired to do some quick-paced uh, argument-type scene, or maybe some you know very romantic, amorous uh, piece, or maybe even just one of these comedy, like a slapstick comedy, that's what I was in last time. I think what my goal is is to pick plays that are going to stand out from one another while also complementing one another as well, mm -hmm. which can be hard to do, but um, when done correctly, I think it makes everybody look better. 
Have you been surprised by the audience's reception to any particular genre or style of play? We did a talkback at one of the shows, and it was like, this is my first time ever seeing a play. And so I was just like, wow, I'm so glad that we this show was able, the part, show that I was part of was able to be somebody's introduction to this thing that I'm so passionate about. Um, that's The, the a, theater. Right, the okay. theater. Mm-hmm. So, you said it better. <laughs> I have to. You have to yeah. It's your job. Okay. <laughs> what are they going to do to me if I don't say it right? <laughs> right. Yeah, I, I think that that's a cool response to get from people to be the first. And then if anybody has any type of opinion, even if I might disagree with that opinion, just to be part of a conversation with people, I think is Mm. important. Um, So for getting ready for these plays, being a part of uh, being more in charge of production this time, you have to find writers and directors and actors and anything else. How does that process start? Who do you look for first? Typically, you start with the writers first, like you pick the plays that you want to do. And then after that, once the plays are selected and the writers have uh, okayed their production, a lot of times the writers also want to direct. So it's kind of a... Mm -hmm. uh, process like oh it's just they just want to do the whole thing uh and then going from writers uh sometimes they have directors in mind or otherwise you do you have an audition for directors essentially so usually it's just whoever is in the community people a lot of times people will reach out and say like i'm interested in doing in participating in this capacity even before they know what's going on so there is usually like a pool of people who are kind of we're connected to and staying in touch with um but as we get bigger i think it would be it would behoove us to have more of a process of that because then it would maybe even attract more new voices from outside of our community that we've already established, which is a goal for me. The way their their sort of their thoughts and, and mindsets manifest in the way they direct the play, it's Definitely. important to have a variety there, right? Yeah, yeah. and I think that having new voices or, or new interpretations, right? Yeah, I think that's a really valid valid and valuable thing. And uh, what other jobs are involved in sort of making the, of this? These type of shorts. Right. Well, there's also the stage manager. This is this ever important role, which is really hard to uh, keep because it's it's very draining. But somebody who kind of keeps track of everything. So like where this person exits or enters from or all the props or the sound cues and light cues, like basically all the little pieces that are uh, integral to putting it all together. There needs to be a person who keeps it all together. So, yeah, that's that's definitely an, a really important role to fill. There's also like production side. So contacting venues, getting sponsors, or um, doing social media, that's, that's completely like, it, they all, it, social media does a really good job of integrating with other fields, but it really is its own animal, which I'm finding out. So, so far, do you have a favorite role among uh, writing, directing, acting, or anything, maybe even being in charge of the, the whole operation? Hmm. I think it depends on. Uh, you can say you like all of them. Yeah, I do like all of them. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna give a non-answer. Like, oh, I just like all of them. <laughs> Many. I see all sides of the dice. Like, mm-hmm. um, I think I really like the one that I'm not doing at the moment. Like, whenever I'm directing, I'm like, geez, I wish I was acting. And whenever I'm acting, I'm like, you know what? I think I could direct this. Right. I think I have some opinions. Right. Right. Now. <laughs> exactly. So uh, I tend to just kind of, and I think that's kind of what keeps me coming back to the theater. That there's always something new. Like. I tend to look for patterns in what I do and what I've realized about theater and performance for me, what I think is so interesting is that the pattern is that there's no pattern. Mm. Like it just things, things, some things repeat, but really the overarching picture is ever evolving. And I think that that's really interesting. And that's where improv comes in. Yeah. Right. And like (laughs) dealing with it and like seeing how, like, oh, what can I do with this? What choices can I make? And maybe it's not the only choice or the best choice, but it's the choice that I made. Improv has helped. I know I, maybe you've heard this many places before, but improv has seriously helped my life just in general. Like I'm not good at the performance. I can't go up and like sell a show, but the, the, skills that improv theater taught me 
I swear to God, I use it in my everyday life. <laughs> it's it's like, I mean, people will say it's like a cult, um, and it's not a cult, <laughs> but uh, it's kind of like a cult because it, yeah, it's this overarching yeah. kind of mindset, like this ideology that goes with it. Like, you know what? Things are going to happen. You don't know what's going to happen. And that's kind of the joy of it. Mm -hmm. Um, And live theater has that too. Like there's so many decisions that are just made based on like the room that you're in right at that moment, you know? Yeah. I love it. I love it so much. I guess I'm kind of curious. Can you tell us about some of the plays that we'll be seeing with Taipei Shorts? Sure. Sure. So um, in no particular order. uh, So there's one called We're All Trash, written and directed by Emily Haver. Mm -hmm. uh, And it takes place during the omnipresent Taiwanese trash run. So when the trash car comes. So it's a play. It's a play centered around uh, taking like how this very specific Taiwanese phenomenon of coming out and bringing your trash out to the, the singing trash can. Then there's a play called The Circle by uh, L.T. Ting. It's very simple in its construction, but it's very profound in what it talks about. It explores a lot of different themes with just the idea of space, like taking up space and who is in a space or who's not in a space. Then we have, uh, I'm directing a play. So I'm directing one play called Instruments by Thomas Belmore. That one is about a jazz player. And there's some some secret that they're not telling, um, mm. which I won't say. I'm directing another one, which is called Christmas Baby by Stephen Douglas Wright. I guess you'd call it like a domestic drama, but it doesn't happen in a house. It's very like very personal. It's got great chemistry. My, I, I'm very pleased with the actors that I have playing the two roles in it. And then Barry Hall is directing two. He's directing his own, which I don't know if I can say it on the air, but the name of the play is Damnation. So that one is about uh, an artist, a troubled artist mm. who uh, is that kind of a crossroads. I think that's kind of the cool universal experience of like that line between art and artists and kind of notoriety as well. There's a lot to be explored there. I think it's a really well-written piece. And then Barry's also directing a piece by DC Rapier, which is called The Other. I'd say it kind of talks about the digital divide a little bit. It touches on like people and their use of computers and how technology has really changed our relationships. Mm. And that's the sixth. And when do you, how do you feel about uh, which shows come out the best? Uh, I've heard some actors say that they perform the best on the second night or like that's the last night or something. To me, personally, it has more to do with like when the show is, like Saturday night or it, at the nighttime. Um, but some people have more of a like a serialized kind of look at it. Like what we were saying, like the first night is always like awkward. The second night, I always feel the best. Um, if I was to pick a number, I'd say number three. I usually, by the third one, I'm like, this. I've got it down. Mm. And then the last one is the last one. So it, it's like, there's a lot more emotion to it, like giving up the show. Like, this is the last time I'm going to say mm. this line or something like that. So it kind of tinges it as well. There's a little bit of a different energy to it. I've seen you perform in Taipei Shorts before. Many others have as well. Um, I'm curious where and when did you get your start in theater? So I started in theater in high school. So uh, that's how that's how I got started. I don't know what uh, drew me to do it at first. It was kind of just like there was this audition. It was my first week of freshman year, and I didn't have a lot of friends at this school that I was at. So I just was like looking for something to do, and there was the theater. And then since... Since then, essentially, I've been in a show or doing theater in some capacity since then. Like, I don't think that there's been a break since then. You were in a a bout of loneliness, looking down at the ground in sadness, and you felt a tap on your shoulder. You looked up, and it was the theater. The theater. (laughs) Right. Yeah, exactly. Like, I really didn't have very much direction until that, and then 
from it's just things just cleared up as soon as I got there. Um, so uh, what else have you been performing in in Taiwan or organizing even if it's just performance related? Sure. So uh, I am part of the Formosa Improv Group, FIG Fig. We also perform at the same venue that we'll be performing Taipei Shorts. It's a bilingual improv group. Improv is a huge passion of mine. And then I'm also part of Stage Fight, which is another performance collective. We do sketches. We do Shakespeare. We do drunk Shakespeare. There's this company called Let's Play Theater. It's a bilingual, it's like teaches kids English. It might be the first introduction to English for kids outside of Taipei. We help kids stage their own plays. No matter how much money you get or don't get, that impact, I think, is more valuable. Moving forward to Taipei Shorts' place in Taiwan, sort of Taiwan's place in the world, I guess, as well. Um, what do you see for the future of English theater in Taiwan moving forward? What I'd like to see is not, I mean, we'd look at it as like English language theater, right? But I'd like to see a little bit more integration with other theater. Like, I think there could be just a moment when it could just be theater. Do you know what I mean? People yes, seeing exactly. theater um, and other groups that are not necessarily always represented very well. I, uh, I think that would be really cool. Some type of um, cross-pollination going on between, there's a lot of different people here, Taipei specifically, but Taiwan in general attracts a big, like a big plethora of different kinds of people from lots of different experiences. And I think that that's kind of its beauty, leaning into like, we all come from different things and how can we each embrace that while still leaving room for each other to embrace those things. That would be something I would like to see in English language theater. Um, finally, uh, is there anything like you'd like to say to the people of Taiwan, maybe about theater, about anything? I think just give theater and the arts a chance. It's not like your high school class where you had to stand up in front of your whole class full of people and deliver a speech on some topic that you don't know mm -hmm. and feel embarrassed and mortified. It isn't that. It's something beyond or if you're, that. Or if you're scared of that, you can find another group of people who are also scared of that. Right. And then perform with them. Yeah, yeah, right. Even if you don't become a famous actor in the theater, even if it's not your cup of tea, give it a chance and maybe you'll find something new and it's an opportunity to explore. We can all benefit from trying new things. Absolutely. Well, uh, Taipei Shorts 4 coming up. Uh, can you tell us when exactly we can see it and where? Sure. So Taipei Shorts 4 will be performed at 2-3 Comedy near Zhongshan MRT. Uh, it's on Linsen Beilu. They are really setting up for all kinds of performance. Oh, right. Yeah. So don't let the name fool you. It's 2-3 everything. Yeah. 2-3 really. yeah. Rainbow, I guess. Yeah. 2-3 <laughs> Plethora. I, su I support that. Okay. It'll be on January 8th, 9th. 14th and 15th and uh, it'll be at different times each night so if you are looking for a specific schedule of the time you'll need to look on the Facebook event for that you can uh, find that on Facebook or Instagram now at mm -hmm. Taipei Shorts on Instagram you can also follow me on Instagram at Liam F Liam F Liam F I can also answer any questions if you want to ask me directly anything thank you to the Red Room Red Room Rendezvous they're right by Leo Jung Lee station on the MRT now that's their physical location um, but artists and contributors to the Red Room are all over over Taiwan, so um, you don't have to look very far to find some of their artists. Okay, awesome. Well, thank you very much, Liam Fanning, for coming in and introducing Taipei Shorts 4. Looking forward to it. Thank you. Once again, many thanks to Liam Fanning for joining me in the studio. Go check out Taipei Shorts 4, written in the Roman numerals IV on Facebook and Instagram. And until next time, I'm Trevor Tortomasi on ICRT FM 100. <laughs>